Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by A Vault Full of Gary's. Instead, it is brought to you by Dark Matter. From the author of the Wayward Pines trilogy, Blake Crouch comes a new sci-fi thriller called Dark Matter, which tells the story of Jason Desson, a brilliant physicist who is abducted and knocked unconscious by a masked man. When Jason wakes up, his life is radically different from the one he knew, and he's achieved something he never dreamed possible. But how did he get there? What happened to his old life? Jason's search for answers leads him on a strange journey and puts him in the crosshairs of a seemingly unbeatable foe. So pick up a copy of Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, now in paperback, and available everywhere books are sold. And by CrimeCon, Indianapolis, Indiana, June 9th to the 11th, Pet Dogs, Meet Us, Get Tickets, don't forget, it's CrimeCon.com, and uh, promo code is SIDEWAYS20 for 20% off your tickets. Thinking Sideways. Brought the aliens. You must unlearn what you have learned. I don't know. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I'm Joe, joined this week, as always, by Devin and Steve. And uh, we're here to solve another cool mystery. Uh, this is one that's bedeviled the world for almost three decades now. It's made yeah. me look like an idiot. Yeah, no, I've, I've tried to break this mystery. I've had no luck. Not me. No, I, I try to admit tried. my ignorance and things like that. You know this, better. So, you didn't yeah, even, I know didn't better. Even, yeah. Didn't even try. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's okay. By the end of the episode, we will have solved it, so uh-huh. don't worry about that. 
this has been around for 26 and a half years right now, and it holds supposedly that maybe possibly a secret to a hidden treasure. Well, we really don't know. Or maybe something. Or something. Or yeah. maybe nothing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe just a note or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll find out at the yep. end. Uh, yeah, so uh, first of all, let me say what we're talking about here. We're talking about none other than Kryptos, and you probably heard about that. That's a sculpture at the CIA in Langley, Virginia. Yep. Yeah, Kryptos. And you, Big thing. If you haven't heard about it, well, you've heard about it now. And also, a little shout-out to a few of our listeners. Actually, several have suggested this. I think Rona and Sean, Linda, Alex... And that's so, how far we got before we started saying... Yeah, and, dude, and everybody that's, that's else. that's such an old request. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so thanks, guys. We really appreciate the suggestion. Um, and I, for my part, I've been doing a little too much murder and mayhem lately, so I thought I'd take a break and do something different. And, I, and next time, I'll go back to some grisly murders. But, yeah, let's do cryptography. For yeah. Yeah, it's why not? fall off the wagon. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the beginning. In the late 1980s, the brass at the CIA decided the agency was missing something. Like, you know, operational security or maybe better better <laughs> intel or employees who weren't Russian moles, maybe. Oh, no, 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 no that no, wasn't it. No, Mm-mm. they didn't have any publicly funded art installations. <laughs> and so they decided, they, they commissioned one, and they hired a sculptor named Jim Sandborn to create this sculpture. And, and actually, um, we actually, I think the government in this case got pretty good bang for its buck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Better uh, than DIA, for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. Or uh, that one that's just a rock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that one downtown outside Pioneer Place, which is several rocks in a row. It's like, mm-hmm. well, well, how do I get that job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You give me the money, the hundred thousand dollars. I will give you the sculpture. Oh my <laughs> God. He rocks. just did an accent that wasn't German. No, it's the French accent. <laughs> it was a German French accent. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Apologies to our French listeners uh, <laughs> and our German listeners. Yeah. Well, at, at the time this was commissioned, this was toward the end of the Cold War, though we didn't really know it at the time. Uh, the Berlin Wall was still standing. Uh, and as far as any of us knew, because I was alive back then, we all thought it was going to stay standing for a lot longer. I mean, we all figured it would come down sooner or later, but. When it came down, it was kind of a it was kind of a surprise for all of us. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was all of a sudden. Uh, so something commissioned today by the CIA might be a little more cynical. If it were me, I would create a, a giant shifty-looking bronze mole with a file folder in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, and, and I, they probably would like show me the door. Yeah. Yeah, they'd look at your concept, and you'd go into a deep dark room <laughs> at the bottom and never come out. Yeah, go to our waiting room. Yeah, stay there for about five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jim Sandberg created something more serious, uh, and like I said, he uh, the public got good bang for its buck with this one, and it's got, kept a lot of cryptography nerds busy, and a lot of people are still racking their brains over it, and I mean a lot of people, some very smart people, and of course journalists have managed to get lots of good news stories out of it over the years, so it's been a win all the way around, I think. Uh, and it's still unsolved, or at least part of it is. So can you, I mean, I know what Kryptos looks like. Uh-huh. You, we all in this room, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people probably don't, so... Yeah, if you're not near a browser and you can't do, you know, bring if you're up a driving, picture of it. Yeah, if you're driving. there's lots of people yeah. who drive and listen. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. it all the time, yeah. Yeah, so if you're driving, just close your eyes and try to bring this... <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to Joe. Please, Please open your eyes. I mean, listen to Joe, but don't close your eyes. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. If, if there's no rest area nearby, keep your eyes open. Uh, so let me describe it here. If you're standing, and most of the pictures that are, ta- are taken from one side of it, and that's a side where you can look at the writing and it's correct. It's a bunch of reads characters. from left to right. Yeah. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of yeah. And so that in that uh, 
when you're looking at it from that side, there is a, a, a large petrified log standing upright on its end, on one end, on the right side. It's what, eight, ten feet tall? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good size. Yeah, nice, nice, nice log. I wouldn't mind having that log. Yeah. And then uh, there's a, a tall copper plate that sort of scrolls out like a sheet of paper as if it were like like a scroll. And you we know? should, I want to point out, it's real copper, so it's actually green now. Exactly. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. And so it, everybody knows. Yeah. So yeah, don't, don't, don't go to Google and look at the picture and say, they lied to me. Yeah. No, it, is, it is really copper. Mm-hmm. But, and it scrolls out like, so if you're standing on this side, it scrolls away from you and then it goes in a semicircle back towards you. And then it curves away around the other way, so it's, it scrolls around and away from you again. On the one side, facing towards you, it's just uh, marble, you know, like a, it's just like a marble, marble ground there. And on mm-hmm. the other side of it, uh, of the semicircle loop, whatever, there's a little round pool. In the in the arc of the S shape that the copper in the, yeah, makes. Yeah, in the arc mm-hmm. of the copper. Yeah, the, yeah, the so tail that, in the bottom. Yeah, end so that is... that's that actually is kind of like the other end of the scroll that that it's wrapping around. If you right. can imagine that, and. Uh, and it it was obvious to me the first time I looked at it that uh, the symbol the symbolism it symbolizes I think uh, the division of our world into smoking and non-smoking areas <laughs> because and, uh, and really when you think about it it makes sense because when you're standing on, on the right side which is the part that doesn't have the pool in it you can actually stand inside the sculpture but if you go on the other side the smoking side you can't stand inside it you have to stand outside just mm. like smokers do oh. yeah and it's and a good the, theory joe and the little the little pool in the center makes a great place to throw your butts yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is so, not what it's intended for pretty uh, sure it is I, I i like it um yeah, let's let's get back to our more description. Um, there are letters cut into this copper sheet, about seventeen uh, hundred or so letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're they're actually like uh, some people have said stamped out. I don't know if they were cut out with a torch or stamped or what, but they they go all the way through. So they're not just. They were probably yeah. uh, knowing the time that it was made. It was probably done with like a water jet or something like that. Uh huh. Whereas you know, today, some kind be... of computer controlled device yeah. to be able to yeah. cut them it's with the precision consistent. that they are done. Yeah, yeah. and uh, today it would probably be a laser. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Laser. Laser. Yeah. Yeah, you're mispronouncing that word, Joe. Geez. I, I'm sorry. The Z. A laser. Is laser. Laser. Okay. Uh, of course, you can find drawings of the text part of the sculpture online. And I'll describe that real briefly. It's shaped like a rectangle, which is divided into four smaller rectangles. The two right rectangles show the English alphabet, that's A through through Z, repeated over and over again with the word cryptos inserted into the text, which is a big hint because it actually turns out to be one of the keys for the encryption cipher of the first two messages. Because this whole thing is one giant cipher. We haven't said that yet. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The The whole sculpture is... A giant message. Well, yeah, the left half is is the message, and the right half is the key. Okay. So that yeah, the two rectangles on the left hand side. The top. Okay, so the, the top half of or either the upper left hand rectangle is encoded with what's called a visionaire cipher, uh, which is named after a French cryptographer called Blaise de Visionaire. Uh, he was a 16th century dude, and actually. He apparently did not invent this this method. It was invented by some guy named uh, what was his name, Giovanni Battista Beloso, uh, who invented it also in the 16th century, and then and then Visionaire modified it several decades later, and then sooner centuries after that, it was misattributed to him. But actually, he didn't really invent the concept. So it's kind of like the light bulb. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, we don't care. It's just called the Visionary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and here's a quick, let me give you a real quick down, a rundown of how it works. And now you, everybody knows what a Caesar cipher is, right? No. You don't know what a Caesar cipher is? I mean, I do, one, but not everybody Caesar shift. does. Okay, okay. Yeah, Caesar shift is one where it's the, the, the easiest and dumbest cipher out there, one where you basically pick a key, the key might be, say, let's say your key is one. If you're, if I were to say, and you're going to shift everything over one, and of course, if your key is three, you shift everything over three in the alphabet. But mm. let's say it's one. So I'm encrypting, say, Devin. So Devin, D-E-V-I-N, becomes E-F-W-J-O. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's it. Well, see, and easy. so, but those are ridiculously easy to break. And so the, the Visionaire cipher is in the simplest form, like a, like a Caesar shift, but you pick a key. Pick a, let's pick a word like, say, bacon, and that we make that our key. And so we shift uh, the first character by two because, you know, B is two. And then the next one is A, so we shift the next one by, by one. Mm. The next one is C, so we shift the next one after that by, by three, which is for C, and on and on. And then we start it over again, shifting from two, one, three, blah, blah, and then shift over two, one, three. And, uh, and it, but, of course, again, that leaves a big pattern. And then... But that's in its simplest form. That's a visionary cipher. Now, what they did here is, is a little craftier one. This is one where to do this one, here's what you do. You sit down and write down the whole alphabet, A through Z. And in this one, they use the word cryptos for the, for the first key, for the top key. So write the word cryptos to the left of your alphabet, and then go through your alphabet and take out every letter that's in the word cryptos, so starting with K. So you'll notice that if you go through the alphabet, those letters are missing. And then, so that's it. Cryptos, A to Z, missing those letters. What you do is you're, you're going to repeat this alphabet underneath that as many times as the length of your key. So the first key, the first part of the message is the key palimpsest, uh, which is 10 characters, so 10 rows. But what you do is uh, the first row starts at P. So that's how they're all shifted around. So palimpsest, P. So it starts with the P in cryptos and goes all the way through. And at the end, K-R-Y from cryptos is, is indented to the end of it. The next one is A. So it just starts right at A. And then cryptos. Next one is L. So it starts L through Z. And then it says cryptos and then A through J. Okay, so I'm going to ask a question that I think I know the answer to, but I want to make sure. So you said the key to this is cryptos, but palin... Palimpsest is the second key. Oh, so it's a two-key cipher. Yeah. Okay, that's the part you didn't say, and I was making sure that I wasn't missing. Okay. Yeah, and so essentially what you do is, is uh, let's say I want to encrypt... Uh, no, we don't want to encrypt Devin. That's too many letters. We'll encrypt Joe. I like that one. <laughs> so, yeah, so just uh, so the first the first line in this one, uh, J is N, and then you, get, you, kept, you, go, you, you go to the top line, you pick out your letters, and then go down... So the first one is the first line, J. Uh, second letter, O, is the second line. So I go to O, and that goes down to the second row, which is F. And then, and this is going to be incomprehensible to you people who are just listening, then I go over to the E, and I go down to the third line, and that is Y. So that is how, no. my, that, so that is how my name is encrypted. And then, yeah, and then what I do is when I, when I want to decrypt the message, I come back through, and this, since this is a, a, and I know that since I'm decrypting it, and, and I'm not a cryptographer, I'm actually the intended recipient, I know the two keys. Mm. That's the beauty of this system is that since you know, it's easy to remember two words. 
Yeah. And so the guy that's, that gets this message, he doesn't have to carry a code book around him. He can, just, he can just sit down and write the whole thing out because he knows those keys. And then when he's done deciphering the message, he can just burn, he can just burn his key mm-hmm. that he's created. And so for everybody listening, I know that this can be kind of tough to, to understand. There's a great book out there, and Joe, help me with this. Was it the Code Book? Yes. Yeah. Is that the is that the actual title of it? Yeah, it was called the Code Book, and I can't remember who wrote it. Who was I can't. It? We talked about it about yeah, three did. years ago when we did we the did. last Cipher episode. It is the Code Book is a great book to at least go through. He does a much better job of making this kind of stuff palatable to the layman, mm-hmm. and that would be a book I'd recommend to to look through. Yeah, that's a, it. It really is kind of hard to make this totally understandable when he because it's a very visual thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've got the, I've got this table right in front of me, and it's very easy for me. You guys have it too. So. I have it in front of me, and it's not easy. I for was going to say yeah. I have it in front of me, and I do not understand it at all. But the good news is I don't try to decipher. Just like that. <laughs> yeah, no, but, and and but here's the here's the, the beauty part of it. So now we know that my name as encrypted here is uh, is N F Y, right? N F Y. So I go back and I, I and I do my name I do my name out. I go to the first line, and I go over to the N, and then I go up to the and then and that's not the first line. But the first line, the top line is the, the decryption line. So it actually be the second line, but it's the first keyed line. So. And I've, have I confused you yet? You better have. But uh, <laughs> I go over to the end, and then I go up to the top line, and yep, there's a J. Then I go down for the second letter. I go down to the second line down here, and I go to the F, and I go up to the top line. Woo! It says O. And then I go down to the third line, and I go over to the Y, and go up to the first line, and there it is, an E. And so I know my message says Joe. So that's See, how you decrypt I don't. That. I don't know why he bothers to put things in code to us when he writes emails, because I know that if I spend the time to decode it, it just says, Joe is awesome, over and over uh-huh. and over. I know, that's, that's all in it is. In different kinds of ciphers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, so, that's so, what, so that's how the first the first. That's how cipher. The, first, the first cipher. That, and there were, and, yeah. Sorry, d- how... How do did we somebody know that? decrypt? Yeah. How what? How do we know that? How do we know that that's what it is? Well, actually, because yeah. people, some people broke the cipher. The first one? Yeah, they did. Okay. And actually, there were two. There were two. Um, there were two messages, and so two different ciphers. I mean, they were both visionaire ciphers, but with different keys. Okay. And so that whole part of it, and then, uh, and then it gets a little trickier when you get to the, the second rectangle down, the lower left, and but the top. Part of the message is two messages, as I said. The first one is, says, between subtle shading and the absence of light lies the nuance of occlusion. And there were intentional, apparently, misspellings in the text. So, occlusion. Uh, I question how intentional that Agreed. is. Uh, it's, always, it's always entirely Based possible. on things that we discovered later on, I think in the third one, Re, or maybe it's the second one, but I really feel like maybe that wasn't intentional. Well, there was there was at least one intentional boo boo or unintentional boo boo that was in there that caused it, the second part of the text to be misinterpreted. For Which quite is a why while. I I questioned his statement of oh I did that on purpose. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, you would hope that you wouldn't have typos and something that, that and a very expensive thing uh-huh. that you're carving. So you would hope you wouldn't screw up. I think it's possible he did. He said that he intentionally misspelled a couple of words and also that he um, left a letter or two out. See, uh, this is too soon to talk about this. Yeah, yeah we'll Let's talk keep talking about, about the, the, the ciphers. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, the second one, which uh, the key for that one was, by the way, abscissa. 
which is one of those obscure little words, the first element of an ordered pair. Now, you know, like, for example, palimpsest. A palimpsest is um, supposedly hinted at by the shape of the this, of this sculpture itself. It's shaped like a scroll. Mm-hmm. And a palimpsest is that which has been uh, recorded over or written over. Hmm. And so the earliest scrolls, because writing materials were kind of scarce back in the day, uh, often the scroll that was no longer used for much of anything would be scraped off, and have the characters would be scraped off of it, and then people could write over it again, and that's what a palimpsest is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so a palimpsest, you know, in its earliest form, was a scroll. And so, so apparently, is, yeah. so that's the whole thing. It's like, well, don't you see the hint there, the big hint? You know, mm-hmm. it's a scroll, therefore a palimpsest. You know, for me, it was like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can see it now in retrospect, of course, but how right. somebody was expected to guess that, you know, before decoding it, well, you know, for Christ's sakes, give me a break. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot of little hints like this, at least in supposedly, well, people say that the word abscissa, the second key, was hinted at in the first message. Well, I'm not seeing that, and I've read the decoded first message, and I'm not seeing it in there, but you know, whatever. I mean, these people must be a lot smarter than me, I guess. Let's look at this second message. Here's what it is. Uh, it says, it was totally invisible. How is that possible? They use the Earth's magnetic field. The information was gathered and transmitted underground, underground misspelled, to an unknown, lo- unknown location. Does Langley know about this? They should. It's buried out there somewhere. Who knows the exact location? Only W.W., by the way, this W.W. was William Webster. Hmm. He was in charge at the time. Director of the CIA at the time. This was his last message. Uh, Here the message gives some coordinates, uh, which turn out to map to a spot about 150 feet southeast of of the sculpture. And then then that's followed at that point by two more words, which are layer two. And nobody knows what the significance of layer two is yet. Maybe it'll all become clear someday. And so, yeah, it's it's unfortunate when you decode the messages. They're they're really they're really not all that helpful. Mm-hmm. A little vague. Uh, yeah, a little vague. Yeah, a little. little yeah, uh, and then we go to the lower tr- rectangle, and there's um, a, I think 866 characters. No, in there, something like that. No, actually, 866 is the entire left-handed sculpture. So about half of that. You count so about 433 right in there. Yeah, these uh, at least the first part of it, the first maybe three quarters of them, uh, was encrypted with a, a, a totally different system. It was something called columnar transposition. And this is mind-boggling. Yeah, and especially how somebody could figure it out and decrypt it. Was, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, it really is. It took me a little while to actually understand this, and I actually was eventually able to figure it out. But uh, yeah, it's tricky. Uh, and, and so imagine this. So if you if you want to encrypt a message, you take your text, uh, take all the punctuation and spaces out, put it in a Word document, so it's at least three or four lines, and you want to use a, a font like Courier. Mono-spaced. Exactly. Nothing with proportional spacing. You want every character to occupy the same amount of space, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you print it onto a sheet of paper, uh, and then you cut the text you, you cut the text out into columns. So you've got, like, say, four lines. So you've got all these little snips of paper that have four vertical letters on them, right? And all of the columns are the same width. Yeah, yeah. So and four four letters wide. No, 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 they're one letter wide, one letter wide and four letters high. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought it was into group, the columns were grouped. Okay, I took yeah, it no. wrong, got it? Yeah, and you don't, so you cut out a single, all these columns, and then... In this particular case, what you do is you step through backwards. Uh, in this particular case, they chose to have 86 character lines. They step through backwards seven characters at a time. So starting at the beginning with the first character, they step backwards seven, which took them to uh, which took them to column 81, 
and then and then so you pull that pull that snippet of paper out, set it next to the first one, and then go back seven more, which is column seventy four. You pull that one out, set it next to the first one, and just keep doing that over, keep going around and around and around through the message, until you've essentially rearranged all the columns in this pattern, right? Then take all your little snippets of paper and rotate them ninety degrees clockwise, and glue them all together end to end. Oh my all God! Right? And then at the end of all that, then cut it somewhere in the middle. And in this particular case, uh, this text actually ended with a question mark. And when it was done rearranging everything, the question mark was about halfway through, a little more than halfway. So that's where they cut it. So this question <sighs> mark wound up at the end of the encrypted text again. Uh, so they cut it right after the question mark, and they swapped the front and the back halves. And there you have it. That's your that's your encrypted I, text. So, the, 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 so I see the look on Devin's face. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this in simpler terms. Yeah. You take a can of alphabet soup. Yeah. And you pour it on the ground mm-hmm. and you read it. That's that's how this that's works. That's about Got it. it. Okay. That's about it. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the contrast between the two systems is uh, in the first half, uh, the letters are all in the right place, but they don't mean the same thing. It's the wrong letter, right? You got to and. Whereas in this case, none of the letters have actually been encrypted. They've just been rearranged. Mm-hmm. And so and so the letters are all in clear text, but good luck figuring it out. Technically in clear yeah, text. Yeah, technically, well, yeah. Um, can I, I, this might be a dumb question, but yeah. here we are. Who made these ciphers? Did the artist make the cipher? Uh, no, actually, he got, uh, he got, there was a guy who was uh, the chief of the cryptography department at the CIA at the time. So who, he made them. Yeah, well, essentially, he, he and the artist sat down. I think that uh, he... Uh, Jim Sandboard wanted to create these riddles because mm-hmm. and and then and then encrypt them, and so there was a collaborative project between the two of them as how to how to encrypt these things. Got and it. So I was thinking Sandberg, this is a yeah. kind of big undertaking for somebody who's an artist. Uh huh. Well, I mean, not that artists can't be you know smart, but yeah. Well, you know, you never know. Sometimes people have hobbies too. There are people out there who do one thing, and yeah. cryptography is their hobby. So you know, uh, but but he had a little help with this. Um, because, so what did that? that cipher end up being did was it broken uh yeah this one was broken um and uh, and again this is up to uh characters number up to character 768 out of 866 okay so and, and this is what's called k1 through k3 so the first two messages are in the top left rectangle mm-hmm. and then about three quarters of the bottom left are k3 that's and then below that is what's called k4 okay that's what hasn't been broken yet okay but what did k3 say yeah, uh, this last one, and nobody knows why quite yet, but it was taken from the diary of Howard Carter, who was an archaeologist who opened King Tut's tomb in 1922. Mm. And so he had this thing where he described, you know, the opening of the tomb. So here it is, uh, as deciphered by various people. Slowly, desperately slowly, the remains of passage debris that encumbered the lower part of the doorway was removed with trembling hands. I made a tiny breach in the upper left-hand corner and then, widening the hole a little, I inserted the candle and peered in the hot air, escaping from the chamber, caused the flame to flicker, but presently details of the room within emerged from the mist. X. Can you see anything? Q. Question mark. Uh, Some little random characters thrown in there for some strange reason. Well, like he say, does. He you will see in the translations of this text, in random places there are X's in the text, and those uh-huh. appear to be used as periods. Uh, sort of. They sort of or breaks. They sort of mark breaks between sentences, but they're not consistently used. I, I, you're right, and I I yeah. was wondering what the heck was going on with that when I noticed yeah. that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have wondered about that too. I mean, I mean, again, as 
we, we rely on Sanborn to tell us the truth. Right. And, he, you know, if, he, if, if, like you say, he screwed up and he doesn't want to admit it, well, you know, hopefully he'd be truthful enough and honest enough because he actually did make one error that he's admitted to. Mm-hmm. And he claims the rest were deliberate. Mm-hmm. I guess part of me thinks that maybe he doesn't actually know. Uh-huh. If he's not the one who actually, I mean, you know, he worked in conjunction with somebody to create the cipher, but mm-hmm. he... And that person did... It's totally possible that that person was like, all right, this says what you wanted it to say, mm-hmm. and, and he doesn't know. Well, it, I, I think what happened is uh, he was required, Sandberg was required to actually give them the contents of the messages along with the encryption techniques that he used. So I think what happened is he got trained up. They They picked out a few really good... Uh, cipher techniques, and then he got trained up in it, and then he encrypted the mm, messages himself. And got then he, it. Then he had to hand those over to the CIA because essentially I what see. they wanted to do was they wanted to know that he wasn't putting something in there, kind of like you know, CIA is a bunch of jerks. Yeah, yeah, yeah or you know, I mean, and so you know, they wanted to know what the contents were, so they wouldn't be embarrassed. When so he did. Got, he did yeah. all of the. As far as I know, he did the encryption himself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, and, and so what I'm wondering, what other people have wondered this too, is that uh, given these strange little glitches, weird, the weird things with the X's moving characters around and stuff, if perhaps there isn't another cipher within that cipher. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, the deciphered message might itself contain some other cipher, enciphered mm-hmm. message. And uh, I presume that people, since, you know, K4 isn't solved yet, I presume yeah. that people have tried to get some kind of cipher code from the other three that uh-huh. might decode the four. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I that mean, hasn't worked, obviously. Cause... Obviously, no. Yeah. Well, supposedly, there are hints to the, to the solution of K4 in the previous three, but he hasn't said what exactly these hints are. But the problem, if I understand correctly with k4 is that it is so short yeah exactly one of the problems well so i mean k4 is what it's It's 97 characters yeah it's less than 100 characters long which the longer a cipher is the more clues you can gather by patterns that are generated yeah exactly but when it's such a short thing without the the key you're pretty hosed. Yeah, you kind of are. Uh, it does lend itself a little bit better to what they call brute force attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, where, but where you just basically you know throw everything at it, and it, and if you, and this this only really works well if you have a computer yeah. to do it with. Yeah. Do it by yourself, you'll go insane. But uh, with a computer, <laughs> with a computer, you can you can actually do a brute force attack pretty easily. Um, Which people have now done. Oh, yeah, for sure. And as computers get faster, you know, the, our brute force attacks get faster, yeah, too. Yeah, Watson hasn't taken this on yet, or...? That's a good question. Why not? I don't know. It's, this does seem like a good job for an AI, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, because it's the rise of the machines? Uh, they don't want him to know the answer. Mm, got good it. point, yeah. We don't want him to know how to, like, code stuff, because mm. they yeah. do stuff in secret, and they swap yeah, it with other AIs. Yeah, because I'm sure Watson doesn't know how to do that already. Yeah, he hasn't figured that out. Definitely now. not. Yeah. He's so dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I sure hope, you know, with with all the AIs that we're, that we're creating, I sure hope they've just got some guy standing there 24-7. They have next. a kill switch. Yeah, yeah. no, not, you don't want a kill switch. You just want a, a power, you want, a, like, an outlet in the wall, and you want, to, want the guy to just jerk the cord That's out. what I mean. Yeah. Just, I mean, like, flip the fuse. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Supercomputers, ultra-intelligent, artificial intelligence, runs the entire world, plugged into a 110-volt plug in the wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's... Some dude could accidentally trip over it and, and, and just... 
just, just destroy all yeah. of our infrastructure. Totally. Uh, wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So, so, okay, so K4 totally unsolved. It, like, uh, totally unsolved. It, it is unsolved, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me get, go back for a second to the solution of the first three. Yeah. Uh, the, first, uh, the first three were cracked in 1999 by a computer scientist named Jim, Jim Galagli, uh, who used a computer. He was a California computer scientist. What? I know. And uh, but then the CIA rained all over his parade by announcing that one of their employees had solved the first three pieces in 1998, the year before. His name was Dave Stein. And also they made they made they made clear that even though they had employees that had been working on this, they weren't using company time. They yeah. just did it on their own time. Of course. Mm-hmm. So he said he just did it over like the course of about 400 lunch hours working mm-hmm. on this sculpture, and. Uh, and then the, na- the the NSA announces that hey, you know, three of their guys had like totally solved the whole first three messages in 1995. Mm-hmm. And that's what they said. Sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was like. Uh, oh, by the way, actually, I solved it in 1988. Yeah, I did too. No, I solved it in 1990. After they put it up, but, uh, well, and yeah. the funny thing is, is that if you read some of the stuff from the CIA and the NSA, they're they're really kind of poking at uh, Jim Galagli. Galagli, is that how you say uh, it? Uh-huh. Because oh, well, we did it all by hand, uh-huh. and you just don't get the same joy and blah blah blah. It was really funny the writing that just took a total dig uh-huh. at this guy using a computer to do it. Uh, mm. I think the computer is a smart way to go. Myself, you know, the rest. Of saved, the guy... It didn't take four hundred lunch hours. No, exactly. The uh, thing about doing it. By by hand is uh, when it, cryptography. There's a lot of bean counting going on. You know all that all that stuff that's just wrote stuff. Like say if you're just doing a Caesar cipher, the simplest thing possible, and and you just have to add say three to every alpha letter in your in your clear text to encrypt it. Well, you got to go dun 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 dun. Yep. Through the entire message. Mm-hmm. And isn't it better for that kind of grunt work to have a computer do that? I agree. I mean, that's mindless. I mean, totally. yeah, there's a lot of that in cryptography yeah. in both directions. And so, and so I'm not... Unless uh, you have a little Annie, a little orphan Annie decryptor ring. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah, that or, helps. Yeah, I had a Johnny Quest decryptor. No, was it Johnny Quest or G.I. Joe? Or I don't remember what it was, but I yeah. had a pretty cool decoder yeah. ring when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah it was handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. remember to drink your Ovaltine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where I got that Cracker Jack box or what, hmm. but yeah, that, that's cool stuff. Although I'm sure it's illegal now because I could, you know, if I if any kid had that today, he would immediately shove it down his throat and choke on it and die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. we were different. We were a different breed of kids in my day. You know, yeah. we didn't choke on stuff because yeah. we need everything. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard when like there are dinosaurs threatening your life. You tend to not like shove things in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. okay, so uh, where are we we're, Okay, where uh, so so. Uh, CIA and NSA uh, had kept their discoveries secret. Um, maybe they didn't want to like let people know how just how smart they are and how brilliant they are at decrypting. Or, you know, it could actually be that, and it, it does seem to be documented. They actually in 2014 that the NSA did declassify some documents because apparently their employees, there were three of them, uh, wrote up reports on how they did the whole thing, mm-hmm. and uh, but they were classified up until 2014, and. Uh, but now they're available online, so you can read it. So apparently it is documented that their employees did indeed break those first three ciphers in but, 1995. But why were they classified? Yeah, why did they keep because it quiet? Because they work for a certain organization where almost everything is classified. 
There is a tendency to overclassify things, and I, it might have been just sheer sportsmanship. They might have just felt like, you know, hey, you know, we're going to rain on a lot of people's parades if we say, hey, we cracked it, here it is, you know. Yeah, that so, hasn't stopped them before. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially as weird as this one is. Yeah. There's more a, cracking to be done. It is a weird one. I mean, yeah, you'd think they could have said something like, hey, we've cracked it, but we're not going to, we're still not going to tell you what it is. You're mm-hmm. going to have to figure that out yourselves, yeah. bitches. But. All right, so uh, we're going to start with our, we're going to talk about our first little mystery here, but first, let's take a break. Because I think I see a man in dark sunglasses and a suit at the door. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> the town of Beaumont had a problem. The city council had barred dancing and rock and roll. You couldn't do it. It just wasn't allowed. Supposedly, the rules put in place after the reverend's son died in a car accident on the way home from a dance, but... That wasn't the real reason. The real reason was that the reverend was wearing conventional socks that didn't fit right and gave him blisters, and dancing only made it worse, and he didn't want to be the only one not dancing. Being the pillar of the community, he decided that it had to be that way for everyone, so the ban was put in place. Luckily, a spirited teenager named Ren McCormick came to town and showed everyone the error of their ways. Socks, a vital article of clothing that often gets overlooked. Thankfully, four years ago, two guys set out to rethink it. Neither of them was Ren. And after spending two years fixing all the things they didn't like about conventional socks, Bombus was born. Bombus offers premium socks equipped with seven substantial improvements to the ordinary sock, which you can find online. In fact, Bombus socks are such game changers that customers overwhelmingly claim that they are the most comfortable socks they've ever worn. But best of all, every pair of socks Bombus sells, they donate a pair to those in need. They've already donated over 2 million pairs so far. Go to bombas.com slash sideways to get 20% off your first order. You'll love Bombas socks or your money back, guaranteed. That's bombas.com slash sideways. Now that I think about it, maybe Randy Goldberg and David Heath are like Rand McCormick. They did buck the sock system. And we're back. Turns out that guy was just selling books. Yeah. yeah. Door to door. my neighbor wanted That's to buy what a, he said. a screwdriver. Yeah, that, uh, that's dangerous. I got a good serial killer story for you guys about that one. But for another time, maybe. For another day. time, yeah, yeah. So, uh, mystery number one. Yeah, let's talk about our first mystery, which what is exactly the true purpose of cryptos? Was it just art, or was it something else? Do, do, do. Now, you know, I, I sort of wondered if maybe it's not kind of a recruiting device to try to, like, you know, find some really talented cryptographers to hire. Yes, uh, yes. No, I mean, I, I don't, I, there's not a question in my mind that this is similar to, you know, the idea behind Cicada 3301, where uh-huh. it's like, obviously, a lot of these puzzles get put out there simply because they're recruiting tools, you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. and well, obviously... Park did it back in the yeah. 40s yeah, or late did. 30s. Yeah. I mean, Google does the same thing. They hire people who hack into their system. Uh-huh. They, yeah. say, they say, if you can get into our system, we will hire you. I know. When I heard about that, I got in my car and drove through the front wall. And they, <laughs> and they said, no, that doesn't <laughs> no, count. No, no, that's not yeah, the same. Yeah, you oh, were like, yeah. well, it's all right. I, I had an accident in this car already, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fine. But I mean, it, it, there's for me, there's no question, but yeah. I know I'm more prone to believe stuff like that than you guys are, so... Mm. Yeah, well, you know, and the thing about it is, it's actually kind of a nice-looking piece of sculpture too. So it could be a dual-purpose kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, yeah it I mean, for sure, purposes pretty nicely. I mean, not that but, any old schmo can just wander up to it, but uh, well, that is the thing. Yeah, it is on CIA grounds, so you, it's not not yeah, everybody gets to go look at stuff. it. But there's lots of pictures and information about it. There's just tons of information out there, 
And we'll have some good links for you all, by the way. Um, there is uh, one person, Ilanka Dunnan, who's who's like you know considered the, one of the foremost experts on the whole thing, and she has a page which we'll give you a link to that has in itself I don't know what a hundred, two hundred links. It's so oh my god, I to don't articles know. and 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 all kinds of stuff. And so yeah, pretty much almost everything you need to know about cryptos you'll find on her page. Well, anyway, let's go back to our story for just a little bit. Uh, as you know, nobody has yet deciphered K4, so if it, the last time it was deciphered was 1999, and what is 2017, that's, uh, wow, almost 20 years. Yeah. And people are still hammering their head brains out over that one. Yeah, and as I said earlier, because it's so short, that's one of the, the things that's made it kind of tough to break. Although it turns out, you know, K1 was actually kind of short, too, and people managed to break that. And it turns out that it's actually shorter than 97 letters, because in 2013, Jim Sandwood revealed that actually that last 97 characters is two messages, not just one. And they're encrypted with different systems. So. Making it even harder. <laughs> yeah, he does make it harder. And he also said that you need to solve K4 in order to solve K5. So, and in 2010, uh, again, it had been 11 years since the last time there had been any progress in this. So he decided it was time to drop a Officially, hint. sorry. Yeah, officially, yeah. Right. yeah. That's a good point. Uh, and he, so he said the six characters in K4 translate to the word Berlin, as in, as in the city in Germany. The characters are the 64th through 69th. Uh, the letters are N-Y-P-V-T-T. Write that down. And again, now remember, of course, at this time in 2010, nobody but Sandboard knew that there was actually two messages in there. So my question, of course, when I first heard that is, well, is Berlin in K4 or is Berlin in K5? I... Oh, I guess there is. I just have a hard time. I I'm so green with ciphers. I like don't I don't understand ciphers like at all. Uh-huh. So for me, it's so hard to imagine a cipher where Berlin would translate to something that has two T's at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, yeah, I had, I I paused. At That's the same really hard thing. for me. But also, you know, knowing that there's this other kind of cipher where actually all of the letters are correct. You know, like it's it's yeah. not a one to one relationship. But yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, obviously, it's not a substitution cipher. No. Right. Yeah. Not so. Not it's not a substitution cipher. Mm-hmm. Can't be. Right. Obviously, yeah. it can't. be. Obviously, it can't be simple. It can't be a Caesar shift. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the the columnar transposition technique is not being used here because all six letters are side by side. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not scattered all throughout the text. Mm-hmm. Right. So it could be uh, that it's, we're back to the old uh, visionaire cipher. Maybe yeah. I don't know. But presumably, uh, a lot of people have already tried to decrypt it using the the, the visionary cipher. Yeah, so if you far. know that it's used once, you might as well give it a shot yeah. and see if it was used more than once. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, but uh, if they if they if they've gone back to the visionary cipher, it it appears that mm, they probably took out the keyword cryptos. They're probably using a different. There's probably two different keys this time. Oh, so mm-hmm. yeah. It was an idea. Yeah, so, uh, and that's about all we know about it so far. Um, there were only 23 characters after... After the word Berlin. Yeah, yeah after the word Berlin. Well, and that's not actually true. There's 28. But in, in, in 2014, Jim Sandward said that, uh, because still nobody had broken, any, broken the cipher, he said, okay, the word after Berlin is clock. So Berlin clock. And those, so those words, that word would be spelled M-Z-F-P-K. That's how I spell so, clock. Exactly. Uh, so after clock, there are only 23 characters after that. I'm assuming that Berlin clock is in K4 and not K5. That would make sense that. if you have to have K4 to fix yeah, if or he's to trying solve to, it. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise Sandberg is, or Sandborn is a real jerk. Yeah, right? he's <laughs> yeah, jerking he's a around. a total jerk, yeah. 
So. I guess I just keep thinking, you know, 97 characters, that's a small enough set that you could have if you have two different encryption, and you're really smart about it, right? Uh-huh. It could literally be the same letters with two different encryption codes mm-hmm. with two separate messages that are all 97 letters. Mm-hmm. I think that's possible. So you're saying that's it's not easy, like I, but It's that... not easy. It would be really tricky, but I'm saying that it could just be two different cipher sets, right? And uh-huh. that would also, for me... I'm sorry, this may be like jumping ahead a little bit, but for me, when I look at all of the errors that are included in all of the other ones, that's kind of what it looks like to me is that the shift would be different. And so a different message with different sets of errors would appear in like K1, mm-hmm. for instance, right? That like if there were a, se- a separate message included in there, those X's would go away and suddenly they become A's and uh-huh. it's a totally different set of, you know, whatever. Mm. Um and so I guess for me, I don't think it's likely that that is the case, but it's a possibility that I come, I keep coming back to. That so would be saying, genius level encryption to me. Yeah, yeah so I agree. So you're saying essentially that... Um, but there are a lot of errors that, in this, so he could have done it wrong. He could have thought he did it perfectly great. <laughs> true. Yeah, but And it turned out no. But that, and they're that both is, decipherable now. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but but I, I saw if, I, if what I'm from reading it correctly, you're saying essentially the same the same piece, the same message can mean two entirely different things. I'm saying yeah. that the same set of letters given mm-hmm. two different encryption codes, yeah. could be two separate could messages. be two different things. Yeah, and, and that's entirely and that would explain a lot of things, like you say, the the, the the stray weird characters and the spellings and yeah. stuff, where they had to sort of shoehorn these things together. Right. And so that's entirely possible. A lot of people have pondered that exact question. Well, but that's just a, that's just a little too fiendish. On the other hand, the, well, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll stay at that for now. Yeah. Okay, so, so we've, Berlin we've got clock. Berlin clock. Oh yeah, we're at Berlin clock. Okay, and uh, and again, we're, we got two messages. Presumably, there's at least twenty three characters in K five. And, and by the way, Berlin clock. Do Google on that, and if you haven't heard of it, it's a Pretty famous cool. clock. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, it's one of those clocks that uh, you know you have to sit down and figure out how to use it and how to tell time by it. And then you never use it again because it's a pain in the butt. You got to kind of do some math uh, in order to tell what the time is. Right, because it uses. Can you, can you give me like a high level? Colored shapes. So there, I think it's a, there's a red circle. Then there's a bar below that that is divided into three pieces, and each piece lights up in yellow. It's basically this weird semi-binary clock. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, you would have to be really, really versed in that kind of stuff and use it all the time in order to understand that the combination of lights, this means 630, mm. but this means 642. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it is. It's so, so it's like there, I think there's like three red ones up near the top, three red rectangles, and those denote 15 minutes each. Yeah. And then so... So if like three of them are lit up, let's say it's four, right? It sets up four. It's four at the top, and so those are four increments of, of like fifteen minutes each. And so if those if those little guys, three of them are lit up, then it's okay. Forty-five minutes after the hour, and then you go down further to find out what the hour is and stuff. And you got to do it's super complex. Yeah, it's a little, com- uh, you know, it's not conceptually difficult, but it's kind of a kind of a nuisance if you yeah. just want to know what the time is real fast. But you know, people dig that stuff. I mean, you oh, see yeah. watches like that all the time. There's, I mean, the binary watches, we, I've already said binary, but there's a couple of different ones. I don't know if you never saw this, Devin, but Joe, I don't know. You remember that that watch that I had that had the hollow center and, oh, yeah. and the light? Like, it, that thing was cool, mm-hmm. but a giant pain in the butt 
to use. Again, it's just kind of a cool factor kind of thing. Mm, absolutely. Okay. I, I want to invent a timepiece that just whenever you want to know the time, you know, you press a button and it just drops out gold bars and a certain, you know, a certain number of gold bars for the hour. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to have to go into alchemy for that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. No. So one gold bar for each hour and then a bunch of career grants for the minutes. That work? Okay. Mm -hmm. That works. I like that. Yeah. So the, our, the big question is, is will K4 and K5 be decoded? Well, probably sooner or later they will. Uh, but it, does it solve everything? When, and not quite, because Sandward said this in 1991, and I'm quoting him here. Once the plate is deciphered, I'm not convinced the true meaning will be clear even then. There's another deeper mystery. Uh, yeah, what a jerk. Yeah. 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 I mean, really. Okay, so yeah. let, let's, let's but, stop here, because I know we're about to go into mystery number two. I have a so my my concern with this whole thing is when I mean we talked about it before the mistakes and him saying they were intentional. Mm -hmm. You know I work in a in an area where you take artistic license to things and I ha, I work with some people who will seriously manipulate things to make them look right. And the problem is, is that that then very uh, dramatically changes them and changes their meaning, whether it be in text or imagery or illustrations or whatever, or in this case, a series of letters. Well, that's kind and of... That's why I really worry that this thing is is completely screwed up because he's, he's quote unquote, massaged the, the letters around and blown the whole thing apart. Honestly, right. I feel like him, that quote from him of like, once it's deciphered, I'm not sure, is totally him just covering his butt because yeah. he like realized 10 years later, he was like, oh crap, I totally messed that up. And it's not going to mean anything. I, um, On the other hand, maybe not. I, I tend to think he probably, probably did some proofreading before he put the whole thing up in But the he end. didn't because it was 10 years later that he was rereading the plain text. And he found that one error. What was the one, one error? error that was... dramatically changed it. Well, it didn't dramatically change it. It changed two words at the end. Are we going to talk about that? Yeah. Okay, originally sorry. at the end of the, at the end of the second message, uh, it said, it looked like it said by, by the, by the code and everything. It, it decided, and this is just entirely coincidental, serendipitous, I guess. Mm -hmm. It decrypted to the last three three words, ID by Rose. Mm. Yeah, so ID by Rose. But it turns out that what he had intended to do is he had, he had intended to put another X in there as, as a, a delimiter to the previous sentence mm -hmm. and then had the, the two words layer two appear after that. And so when he left that out... He removed the X to make it look proportionate. Yeah, exactly. So when he left that out, uh, and it, 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 it went from saying layer two to just saying ID by rows. And that's just a pure coincidence that it actually translated to something coherent. See, it's that's just as why, likely that it could have translated to something just gibberish. That's why I and have that's why such you're wondering if maybe this. the same yeah. message with two different keys could translate to two different because things. Because it totally could. And I that mean, would totally explain There's some no of the spaces. Things. There's no nothing, right? So That would explain some of the things like the X's and the misspellings. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know. I know. Exactly. Or, and you know, also, imagine, imagine this. Imagine that uh, you're reading left to right, uh, you know, line after line. What if it's, mm -hmm. you know, you're reading columns? Well, you know? or or, I mean, the that. other thing even is like maybe you're reading right to left because you can go all the way around these uh -huh. things, right? I mean, they are intentionally punched all the way through. Yeah, you could right? step around to the other side of it and, and read it backwards. And then it's a totally different message. You could read it backwards. Yeah, I know. You read left to right from the other side and yeah. suddenly it's a totally the, you know, so I, I don't know. I think yeah. there's a lot of stuff here that... Yeah, well, one of the reasons I, I wondered about the uh, the top to bottom thing, the columnar thing, is mm -hmm. that... 
some of the words and the misspellings and stuff. Like the 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 last word in the first message was illusion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's spelled with a, with a Q instead of an L, so mm-hmm. it's it's I Q L U, so illusion. And I seriously wondered because he said he's left letters out too mm-hmm. deliberately, mm-hmm. and I wondered if actually the word he's the, the word he's actually misspelled wasn't illusion after all. Inclusion. Occlusion. Or occlu- yeah. Occlusion is the yeah. word I'm thinking. Occlusion, because it makes sense. I mean, uh, he's talking about about shadow and and darkness and all that stuff. So he says, between subtle shading and the absence of light lies the nuance of occlusion. Illusion, but occlusion fits that a lot better when you think about it. Kind of. Occlusion is like you know the, you know the the absence of light. Essentially, when you occlude something, you know you block the light and you shade it and stuff. Um, or so to me, blood vessels, or you know, yeah, or that kind of thing too. But occlusion. So I wondered occlusion. So, in other words, he put a Q in there because he needed to. He needed to. He, otherwise, he would have had to put two C's in there, an O and a C and a C. And mm-hmm. and so he needed to. He needed to toss out one of those C's, and so he put the Q in there instead to do the same job. So IQ instead of OCC. Which would explain, you know, and again, this is all tendentious. It's like, I am not actually going to spend a huge amount of time trying to crack this one because I've just got too much to do. I don't well, have, yeah. have four. There's a lot of people hours. with bigger brains who have not managed to do it, mm-hmm. th- then yeah. probably it's not worth the time for probably you or not. I to it's, do. It's one of those dealios where I just thought, okay, I'll give it, I'll give it like half an hour just because it'd be so cool if all these people had been beating their brains out over it and mm-hmm. if I was able to sit down and just, you know, crack it. Ha, ha. Oh, That'd I just entered it into hell. text editor and figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, has, has anybody ever thought to like, you know, put this into Microsoft Word and then switch over to Wingdings? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna try that. Actually, actually, I'm not gonna try that. Or just do detect language on like Google Translate. Yeah, you yeah, know? try that too. Uh, yeah, just try to point. let it. You know, see if there's another language in there because Google's pretty good at like trying to decipher. Google's like your sober friend. Uh-huh. You know, like you can type <laughs> some like really messed up words in there, and it's like, oh, did you mean this? Because it understands somehow. Mm-hmm. I get a feeling if you if you type this, Google probably knows this very well. And yeah. probably if you type it in there, Google's going to say like, nice try, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> solved this 20 years ago. Nice try, dude. Back yeah. to the drawing board. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, uh, yeah, but back to our thing. The uh, so there's there apparently, according to him, there are riddles yeah. to be solved, and that will that will lead you as he, you know, as I said, he made reference to something being hidden somewhere, probably in the grounds of the CIA in yeah. Langley. On, uh, he on actually level gave, two. He actually gave yeah on level mm-hmm. two, whatever that means. Layer two, actually. He said, layer, layer two. two. Mm-hmm. That's and, another one, right? Where it's like well, he's obviously telling us like. There's another layer to this code. Yeah. And maybe exactly. it is. And maybe he's just playing this mind game, right? Where every time somebody says, Hey, is it this? He's like, No. Like ID Rose. ID by Rose. ID by Rose. Like that could be I'm sure everybody like I'm sure that people have experienced this or explored this already, right? But ID by Rose could be another part of the cipher that exposes the second layer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I you I know. mean it could be, right? Yeah. It, Rose oh, could be the could the other part. Yeah. Oh yeah, and by know. the way, there is a there is a discussion forum for yeah. uh, for these cryptos nerds out there. If you really want to get intensely involved in this, I'll definitely put the link out there too. You have to I think send them an email and ask for membership. You, you, you know, they have to be admitted to the group. And you have everything. to prove that you're not like a, spy. a, a bot, yeah, yeah, or a Russian. Actually, mm-hmm. you probably get extra po- points for being a Russian, but. Uh, 
The uh, but but yeah, they, so they've been discussing it. They still are, as far as I know. Um, so is that mystery? Uh, mystery one? one. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. And then of course, you know, there's uh, there's other elements to the sculpture also. There's some pieces of marble that are that are set and are sort of set around it, and you don't know if those have significance or they are just they're flat places for people to sit down and eat their lunch. You mm-hmm. don't really know. Uh, uh, did I read somewhere somebody thought that maybe they were? Braille or something? Does well, this sound familiar? There was, well, there is a uh, there's a Morse code. That's okay. There, yeah, there's a, there's some actually uh, in the, the whole thing. There's there's just not just a sculpture, but there's other various rocks and things around, and there's this message in Morse code. Yeah, okay, which that's what could I'm thinking. Conceivably, be Braille. You know, maybe. it was the Morse code, not Braille. Yeah. I'm totally wrong. Yeah, but it's more well, if it's Morse code though, it doesn't really translate that well because there's a lot of dots in there, which translates to just E's. So maybe it's something else. I don't know. No, what. the message yeah. is we. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And wh- but where did the where did that come from? Was that part of the same? It's part of it's part of the same sculpture. Yeah, jeez. Oh, but yeah. it does make you wonder if maybe people are too fixated on the central piece, mm-hmm. and that's why he keeps saying, images? "Look at the other stuff." Uh huh. Oh yeah, there's aerial images available out there, mm-hmm. and people have like you know tried to like you know, make any sense out of it from out of it from there. And of course, somebody has has actually. Uh, marked the spot that's marked by those coordinates that are in K2. Mm-hmm. So you can find an aerial where that's marked. And is it on Langley property? Or yeah, it... it is. It's actually, yeah, it's actually quite close. It's on close CIE to... property? Yeah, they have, a, uh, they have a Berlin Wall Memorial there where oh. they, they, they actually brought over several chunks of the Berlin Wall after mm-hmm. it got torn down, and they actually created a monument to that, and it's right about very close to that. Well, so, maybe there's some significance with Berlin. Uh, yeah, well, Berlin clock and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And of course, when it when this was commissioned and he was doing it, doing his work, it was commissioned, uh, I think, before the fall of the wall. Uh, but then I believe it was completed after the fall of the wall. So mm-hmm. I could totally picture him going back with this momentous thing happening and, mm-hmm. and inserting some reference to, yeah. you know, obviously the Berlin clock, but maybe something about the wall, yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. the fall of communism and the Soviet Union and all that stuff. I mean, so, maybe. But we don't know. Yeah, and uh, and so there's there's riddles. He said he's he's hinted that uh, the solutions to the riddles lead you essentially to another riddle, and that's the riddle. Apparently, to solve these last riddles, you have to actually have access to the CIA. You actually have to solve them on on the ground in the CIA. So good luck with that. Yeah. 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 And so there's where it's at. And so any of our listeners out there, if uh, you know, if you if you go out there and you solve this, then just tell them we sent you. We'd appreciate that, and I'll owe you a coke. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into our mysteries here. These are more mysteries than theories. Which well, is, yeah, we so yeah. we've been on mystery one for a good little bit here. Yeah, uh, mystery two. Uh, are the CIA and the NSA telling the truth? Which is to say, they say they haven't cracked K four and K five yet. That seems suspicious. It kind of does, you know. These guys are, you know, I, actually, it kind of, kind of makes me mad because we're paying them a lot of money to be able to do this kind of crap, and yeah. they cancel. And I kind of, uh, well, also they have, they literally do have the trip. I mean, I don't well, know. They may have other things that they consider higher priority than solving no. the art installation. That sounds wrong. Yeah, I, it could be. I mean, it, it really could be. But uh, I, I don't know. You would think that with all those supercomputers and everything, and I know, I know they, they've said, at least for public consumption, they have said that they're not devoting any public resource to this, to this at oh, all. Yeah, people would freak out if they heard that. Yeah. I would. Well, I would. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think if NSA employees have a little bit, have a, a spare minute or two be decrypting, between decrypting ISIS communications and everything, if they've, they've got a few minutes of downtime and they want to play with this on their supercomputers, then, I wouldn't. Yeah, fine. I, you know, I don't see a problem. I don't have a problem with that, really. 
I mean, whatever, you know, it's like, it actually, for them, it would be kind of cool to have a nice little break from your day-to-day routine to, you know, be able to do something a little different, keep the mind sharp. But yeah, I think they're probably lying. I kind of think that probably they've, at least NSA has broken it. Well, the, 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 they're supposed to, I mean, the, the answer was given mm. to the um, to CIA. Yeah. So they, you imagine that, uh, what's the head guy, William? William Webster. Webster, yeah. thank you. He probably put it in the safe and it he is did. probably yeah. something that is transferred from director to director. So they know the friggin' answer. Yeah. They they have to have the answer. So it's not as if they... Well, somebody, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, somebody at the CIA, I mean, maybe those guys are such honorable fellows that they've actually left it sealed in the envelope in the safe for all these years, and they haven't actually pulled it out and looked at it, but if I would watched, have a hard If time. I've watched X-Files enough, the answer to that is no. It would be kind of tough to not pull that envelope out and have a look at it, right? It would be almost impossible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really kind of would yeah. be, yeah. So how many more mysteries do we have here? We've got a few more. Yeah. Uh, uh, mystery number three, what, what are the encryption algorithms for K4, K5? And we've already kind of talked about that, so I don't, uh, you know, again, I could Alphabet well soup. Be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's alphabet soup. I to, I've already told you what it can't be. It, it's not rearrangement. Uh, yeah. It's not just a simple substitution cipher or a Caesar yep. shift or anything like that, but there's a lot of other ciphers out there. So anyway... Uh, why, why does it on here say Pig Latin? Oh, yeah. Pig, I tried Pig Latin. That doesn't work. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so no Pig Latin. Our next message is, well, what do the messages say? Well, hell if I know. I mean, I've seen the stuff that's been decrypted. I don't, I, I don't even you know what that means. still don't totally understand that. Yeah. Not really. No, I, I, don't, I don't get it at all. But again, it's a, this is going to be kind of one of those uh, Da Vinci code kind of things. Where to the ordinary person, you know, it's gibberish, but then, you know, Tom Hanks comes along and says, well, you see... Why have we not sent Tom Hanks to Langley? Oh, yeah. Uh He would figure this out in, like, two days. Uh, Oh, no, you'd figure it out in, like, 30 seconds. He'd just glance at it and be like, oh, I I know. But I always loved that in The Da Vinci Code. That's the only one of the series that I've read, and I haven't seen the movie, but... I just love it. He goes into the Louvre, and there's a dead body. But before he died, he arranged himself so he's pointing towards yes. this this painting. But and but his, this and made but his left leg is blow, pointing towards yeah. that painting. <laughs> and, you know, so obviously, Tom Hanks is the guy to figure this one out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and Ellen, by the way, uh, Dan Brown is apparently a fan of cryptos. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, he is, and he yeah. actually mentions it apparently in the Da Vinci Code, and uh, he wrote some other book that also mentions it quite heavily too. So Angels and Demons, probably. No, it wasn't that one. I can't can't remember the name of it, but, uh, you know, but yeah, just go out to danbrown.com or something like that, or I don't know. Google it. Yeah, you'll find something about that. So our next, and and here's the thing, I mean, obviously there's something hidden. Theoretically. I don't know if there, okay. Yeah, so if there is something hidden, well, what is it? And I can see some different possibilities, one of which is treasure. Nah. You know? I I think so. A little word or something kind of humorous, like maybe a secret decoder ring. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> what? Hitler's body. Yeah. 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 Uh, another, maybe another encrypted message. It's like, you know, uh, so you get all the way down there and there's yet another message that you got to figure out. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be. I mean, yeah. why not? You know, there there is talk about the, because of the coordinates and the uh, memorial for the Berlin Wall or, or the monument. There is talk that initially it was supposed to go in a place that lined up with those coordinates. This is supposition, of course. Uh But that after he made cryptos, 
they just they changed their mind and moved it to a different location yeah. and screwed the whole thing up. Yeah, it's entirely possible. You know, some peon said, oh, no, it's got to go over here because the contractor will charge us more over there. I don't know why they didn't put it there. But, but I don't know why you would have a cipher that directed you to the exact coordinates that you were already standing at. No, it's the according to what I read, the coordinates were not exactly where Kryptos was, but it's near it, and at that near location, that's where the the Berlin Wall remnants were supposed to be put, oh. because then that would yeah. give you I the see. idea of oh wait, the word Ber- well Berlin Wall. Oh look, I found the word Berlin in the text. That must mean something. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if that's real or not, but you, I've seen that out there. Yeah, no, there's there's other other suppositions or theories or that uh, he actually screwed up and he actually was using the wrong map and and was off <laughs> by a, and was yeah. off by a little bit, you know, and then his coordinates. So there's always that possibility. Could have been. I I would say that if, if the coordinates are the Berlin Wall monument, what I would be doing is I would looking for I'd be looking for a little piece of faux wall. In other words, go out there to the Berlin yeah. Monument, and it's like you know, find that find the one, the, you know, the one piece of it that looks a little newer, and maybe the graffiti is in English, you know, <laughs> instead of German. And yeah. Say, yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Pull it out of there, take a sledge to it, see mm-hmm. what's inside there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they will, I, they will so let you do that. Oh yeah. yeah, I know. Well, also, you know, the other thing is, is that like maybe the the treasure is employment at the CIA. Uh, it could be. It could be. It's an employment application. Yeah, yeah that would be. Funny, and it could. You know. And it really could be. You know, to me that. Um, you know, K four and five have been solved, and it literally just says like, "Hey, contact this person if you can read this." And the uh-huh. code is Berlin clock. Yeah, and yeah. That could be it. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, and they get a job. You know, mm-hmm. but, and they're sworn to secrecy. Right. And yeah, maybe that's what it is. That, yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, my favorite. This is my personal favorite. Is that it's a tampon. They've got a box with a tampon in it, and that's just that's just my sense of humor. But I, I doubt it. I don't really, think so. Yeah, I, I would. Not. I would just love that. There's a big ceremony. They they've unearthed a hermetically sealed box, and the TV news crews are there. And they it's open just it up. A single tampon. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Well, in a velvet lined box. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: is that it actually kind of makes sense. I mean, you think from a meta in a metaphorical kind of way, because uh, cryptography is about keeping meaning hidden. And if you look at tampons, when you buy a tampon in the store, it's hidden. It's in the box. And when you take it out of the box, well, it's hidden somewhere else. Uh, and so... You've done a lot of philosophizing in this episode today. Yeah. Have you, do you know that? Oh, no. Well, my, just my usual. I'm <laughs> the philosopher king. Uh, but anyway, that's why I kind of like the tampon idea. But All we'll right. see. So, aside from the philosopher's stone... Yeah, or there, it could just be an uplifting message, uh, like peace on earth or something like that. I, I, I hope it's not, but... Uh, you know, it's always possible that there's something like that. Yeah, it would be pretty anticlimactic, though. Yeah, yeah it really would be. That'd be kind of a, that'd be kind of a jerk thing to do. So I'm I'm kind of thinking not. Uh, but yeah, I like actually I like your theory, Devin, about a, an employment application. I think that's a good one. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Contact us. Do we have one more mystery? Well, yeah, mystery number six. Uh, well, is the mysterious hidden object even still there? Because we've talked about like the Berlin Wall monument and everything being being moved to a different place, and what if they did a little re-landscaping and they accidentally dug up the box that's got the tampon in it or whatever it's got, or yeah. mowed over the peace lilies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops, yeah. nobody will notice. I'm gonna throw some grass seed on top of it. I mean, really? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Or they're putting in a new sprinkler system. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously this is classified where this thing is hidden. So if the guy out there just doing the work doesn't know about it, clink, clink. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Quick barrier. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's always a possibility, too, that it's actually not even buried. I mean, it might actually be one of those hidden in plain sight kind of things. 
So, you know, maybe some CIA employee stole it, you know, and then has it for a souvenir. Maybe Alder James actually, again, because he was still working there when Kryptos went up. Remember yeah. Alder James, the, the famous mole? Maybe he stole it and gave it to the Russians, whatever it was. And maybe, currently it's in Putin's office. Yeah. Or maybe, mm-hmm. On his desk. Yeah, yeah. and the, Or maybe, um, you know, maybe the cleaning staff just accidentally threw it out. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't but, be the first time. Yeah. I'm assuming it's something kind of uh, secure so that can't happen. You would yeah. hope so anyway. You would hope so. Yeah. Think of who was it? Was it Einstein that stayed up for a day and a night and had everything on the chalkboard and passed out from exhaustion? And the cleaning lady cleaned the chalkboard for him uh, and took it all away. That uh, may not be a real story, but it's and it may not have been Einstein, but I swear I've heard that before. I can imagine that. That's why they put please don't erase or one of the, on those things. But yeah, I can, you would think that somebody would ask before they would erase all those equations. You would think. You would think, but. Yeah. yeah. So it appears our mystery is at an end. It does. So I lied at the beginning. I said we were going to solve it. No, I totally lied. Uh, oh, no. Always no. lying. Yeah. No, I, I can I can tell you what the answer is. What's that? Exactly. It's a bunch of gobbledygook. There yeah. it is. When yeah. you read it, that's what it says. If you yeah. don't, unscramble it. Yeah. Um, I did that phonetically, though, so please don't try and make that perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and hopefully, by the time this goes to you know goes to press, uh, somebody won't have solved it. If they if they did, well, damn it. Uh, but uh, if you have any thoughts on this, you can contact us as always via email. Uh, we are at thinking sideways podcast at gmail dot com. Of course, we like to get email, fan mail especially, because you know we have so many fans out there. Uh, we also have a website, believe it or not, thinking sideways podcast dot com. Uh, where you can uh, find our episodes. We've got an episode list out there, so you can see the entire list. True. The entire uh, catalog, yep, it's in all, one place. It's, yeah, and uh, you, know, you can download and listen to our, our stuff. Or, uh, can you download from there or just listen straight up? Yeah. 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 And, but it, also, The list you, takes you into the post, and in the post player, you can do the downloading if yeah. you want to do it directly from the website. Yeah, and of course, we have merch there also, so you can uh-huh. order cool things like mugs and T-shirts and all kinds of nifty stuff. Daggers. Do we have any daggers yet? No. No. One of these days. No. no. Yeah. Uh, other places you can find us, iTunes, where you can subscribe. You can give us a rating and a review, preferably a five-star rating and a really glowing review. We like those. And you can stream us from everywhere, including what, Stitcher, Google Play, and a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, All the places you can stream, we are there. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Uh, we're on social media. Um, so there's the Facebook, where we have a group and a page. So uh, like the page, join the group. Be sure to like the page and join the group. Lots of fun stuff happening in our group, actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah good, good bunch of people out there. Uh, we're also on Twitter, where we are thinking sideways without the G, and we have a subreddit, thinking sideways. We have any action on that lately, Devin? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, okay. Uh, and that's about it. Until next week. Goodbye, uh, gay. He said in he said in code. He said in pig Latin. <laughs> I know that code. Wow. Uh, Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Ta-ra-ra-ra.